Hi, I'm Bree. And it's Michelle. And welcome to Healing House Podcast. Each week we'll break down ancient and esoteric practices, yogic concepts, tarot, the power of the occult, ancient rituals with a modern spin, making them applicable for everybody who's on the quest to arrive at home in the subtle body. Oh, wow. wow. Cackly. Cackly. Under, under the moonlight. One deep breath. Oh my god, dude. I just looked at the clock and we're on time. We're right on time, baby. We're like right on time. And guess what? All of you are on time because we're rounding out our series that Michelle is so beautifully curated on tarot, numerology, and the elements. And the elements. Learning tarot. Well, this is going to be really exciting because this will be a little introduction, sort of. I mean, it is. Uh, for our class that y'all can take, you can get... We're going to do a little course on just like running you through the tarot and you'll have a little like PDF file and you can kind of fill out a journal as we go. It'll be very fun and helpful. It's like this, but roided out. Yeah. And surprise, I'm only, I'm going to go through, um, 10 today. I'm going to do the full up until, well, I guess that's 11 because full zero, but the full until, uh, the wheel. And then we'll do the next 10 next week. Because there's just too much. Fuck yeah. Want, We're getting into the big boys. Yeah, I just want to like big lay it out and I don't want there to be too much information. Like maybe suck it in for a week and, you know, allow suck yeah, it in. Allow yourself to kind of get familiar with these major arcana and then we'll jump into the last ten. And once you know the numerology on these a little bit more, it's you'll just it just comes more and more naturally. I was actually I was driving to the grocery store today actually because I I went to feed my dogs and like I didn't have to like I had zero like I don't know how I did like it doesn't like process to me until there's like absolutely no food but like I went to get them food and there was no food so I was like oh my god and they're like doing backflips you know Bonnie or Bonnie and Oliver just like jumping in the air of excitement and I'm like shit I'm so sorry you guys I had to go to the grocery store um, but I was driving here have a carrot yeah hold on I'll be right back uh, I'm gonna go get the food from the car um, and then I felt, yeah, I just like rushed out, went, went to get him dog food. And on my way there, I'm like thinking about this episode and about explaining it. And cause just, I guess, full disclosure, I like it, I didn't, it's really cool though. It, this is like one of those things that I didn't really have to like do a bunch of research on, you know, and like spend all this time, like trying to lay it out. And I'm super excited about that just because, you know, I think the best way to even learn something like if you know something or you find something out like whether it's a story or a recipe or you know a new thing teach it to somebody you know it's like yeah teaching something is like such a cool way to kind of learn yourself or to kind of be able to um talk about it better which i'm obviously having a hard time doing right now <laughs> but no you're so you're so right like when i managed that core power so first of all i loved teacher training because i always kind of had like a little bit of a variation of a different team every single time and every single time i got new 
like material, like new information. I learned something new from every single facilitator and a lot of teachers that I was like, Ooh, this person needs a little bit more support, maybe just a little bit more inspiration. I'd put them on the teacher training team and they're like, dude, thank you so much for putting me on teacher training. I learned so much. And I was like, I know like facilitating is such a phenomenal way to retain. Yeah. And to grow. And to grow. And to grow and to learn new things. Yeah. yeah. And I was feeling a little bit nervous. Like maybe I should have like sat down and typed up. But, you know, I do have like a couple of bullet points for sure. And I'll be reading from um, my favorite, The Mesquite Tarot by Alicia Fitz. And then also my first tarot book that I ever got uh, ever is called The Complete Book of Tarot uh, by Juliet Sharman Burke. And this is I will read a little. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. I'll read a little bit from this as well. But um I was just, like, thinking about how crazy it is to, like, I remember when I was starting out on my, you know, when I just, like, found out what Tara was, and I was really interested, but I was super, like, I just felt like I would never understand it all, or, like, oh, well, at least I have this good, you know, at least I have this book that just, like, explains it all, because I'll never be able to, like, remember all this, and it's been five years, so, I mean, I think that that's, like, that's a long time uh, to do anything. Um, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, that's what magic is. It's just like spending more time on something than like the normal person would or that anybody would ever expect you to spend time on something. And in five years, I've spent a ton of time, a ton of time just with my deck and learning and watching videos and getting readings and doing readings. And now to be able to teach this, and just trust myself like in a way the cards kind of like taught me a little bit of that like to just trust myself to be able to you know kind of share the symbolism or the understandings of it in my own way because I think we all you know even like there's these messages and like I think that's why so many people are drawn to tarot and even like I've learned so much from our first tarot episode is like oh I was you know like and I'm now I'm like oh, I'm definitely unsure if it was even you know originally a card game was it a form of divination that you know once you know you weren't supposed to be doing that anymore it was like oh it's a card game now um it's just like so interesting to me how um like how much there is to learn in it alone um but just to I guess my understanding of it has changed so much and like I've grown so much in it. Um, oh, what I'm trying to say is like there's there's like a deck for everybody and you're not going to be, you know, the language that you use. There's so much meaning in the cards. So when you find a deck that like speaks to you or a reader that you really like, um, you know, sometimes I look at decks and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I don't, I don't know what that, th- those images are, like, you know, they just aren't doing it for me, but that doesn't mean that, that there, there yeah. isn't anything there. It just means like it's, it's for somebody else. And I guess once you kind of like get your own interpretation of the cards, like you're able, it's cool to be able to, um, there's always someone that could like learn from you. Um, I guess, yeah, I'm now I'm thinking of the hermit. That's like my... kind of finding this thing yeah. and showing your light and showing people how to get there. And that's going to look different for every person. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's a, a fucking mic drop. Mic drop. 
Um, what was I going to tell you? Also, for some reason, you and I this week are like really in sync. My dogs ran out of food. <laughs> and... <laughs> and we both got our back t- backs worked on. We got done. our backs worked on. We're big. Oh my God. What a like, I, I mean, what an experience. For those of you who have sat through, like, getting large tattoos, you know that there's something, there's a place that you kind of got have to go during it, you know? Oh, yeah. It's a spiritual experience sometimes. And you're... Like, where you're just like... (gasps) Like, I, yesterday towards the end, like, when we were rounding up the third hour, I, like, seriously thought I was going to die. I was just, like, breathing and squeezing. You were practicing yoga. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like just like slow breaths, and then I was just like, like because I was laying down, and I was just like holding on to the table. Yeah, like just breathing. Wait, you were at the table. It was, you was turned yeah. into the table. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I had like a mine. So uh, Jordan was like, "Oh, we should try this, like numbing, you know, tattoo numbing cream. It's called Hush, apparently." And like you know, some somebody oh. used it, and they were they put that on my back too. Oh really? Well, I was oh yeah, well, yeah I didn't, it worked. I didn't get to try it, so but I was very excited about it. He's like, I'm not wasting yeah, this yeah, on no, you. You're, no, you're, you're, this is a spiritual experience for you. I thought you gotta go. This is for yeah, customers. You gotta get through. You gotta get through this. Um, yeah, you're strong enough. Um, but I was like pretty excited, like to try out this like numbing cream. It's like, no problem. I'm going to, like, sit through this like a fucking champ. And when we're driving there, and I'm like, oh, did you get the, did you get the stuff? Did you get the numbing cream? And he's like, oh, no. It, like, it didn't come in. So I ended up having just, like, I ordered it, like, from them. And it's going to be here in, like, a couple days. But, yeah, like, well, you can use it next time. And I was just, like, devastated. Like, just, like, fuck. Like, I thought I was going to, you know what I mean? It's like. You got to raw dog it. Yeah. Jesus. <clears throat> I was like. You know, thinking, yeah, like, just finding out. You're going to the dentist, and then they're like, by the way, you're not going under today. Get ready. We're going <laughs> to rip it out raw. I'm like, no. Like, that's seriously straight up what it fucking is. Yeah, so I was like, so I was a little bit like, oh, my God, no. And I was on day three. I've never, like, gotten tattooed on my cycle before. And I was, like, we, we've been, like, the, the, the benefit of being married to a tattoo artist is, like, free tattoos. No brainer, you know? <laughs> Free tattoos. The bummer is that, like, it just. So, my back piece was my 30th birthday present. Like, I was going to get my back done for my 30th birthday. Y'all, I turned 33 in July. Like, I <laughs> have waited a long fucking time for this. Like, you know? Belated. Yeah, like, eh? It's always like whenever we can get to it. And, like, I get it. Because, like, if I. You know, if, like, I can't, if, like, Jordan, I mean, I was going to say if I came home from work, but, like, I just, like, walk out of the kitchen and I'm just, like, you know. But if I, if Jordan came home from work and was, like, you know what I really would love? If you painted Olive. Like, I really want a painting of Olive, like, so bad. I'd be, like, fuck you, dude. Uh Like, I don't want to paint your dog. You know? Yeah, seriously. I was doing that all day. So I get it, like, that, you know, the, the timing, but, um. Anyway, so I was decided to go in on day three of my cycle, and I was like, this will be fine. I'll, I'll toughen it out. But I really do think it's just – it's worse. You just shouldn't get tattooed 
when you're on your cycle. It's just like your body just doesn't want that. And so everything's more. Yeah. When you're already tender. Yeah, you're sensitive. And it's just like, I think I'm like ir- more irritable anyway. And so I'm just like, I'm not down for the, for the experience. But so it was fine though. I sat for a while, like, you know, I don't know, four hours and got, got some. Damn, you went further than got I did. Got some done. Well, I only did three, and mine is with uh, Danny Boy at Landmark, all the Denver and Colorado homies. Um, He's just amazing. Like, he's so kind and so sweet. He, like, walks me to my car afterwards, and he, like, I like that he calls me buddy. (laughs) He's like, it's okay, buddy. We only got a little bit more to go. got this, buddy. (laughs) I know. I kind of want to get him, like, I don't know, like a Willie Nelson, like, buddy like memorabilia or something um just for like all he's done for me but he's just like such a kind warm human being he like really makes the experience so easy but I like went in there dude and I fucking threw my headphones on I was like business I like need to listen to like a podcast like something I can not think about and so I like threw on no dogs in space and listened to like the first part of the beastie boys that they were covering and we just fucking went to... T- it was just, like, business. No breaks. Like, we just fucking, like, cruised through it. Should we show each other our pieces? Show. Show me yours. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Okay. Also, I'm in a closet, you guys. So, we'll see how this goes. Take it off. Oh, my God. It looks dope. See, this is smart because Shit. she has half... It's the right side. So, now you can sleep on your left side. That's good thinking. It was really yeah. yeah, but so mine is a it's a scorpion with roses, cactus, and flames. It's pretty pretty badass. Um, fire. I, oh, because fire's the background. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Let's see. Let me see your crane. Okay, go. Oh my god, it looks so dope. Dude, Michelle, that looks amazing. So Michelle's is like this, it looks like it's done, uh, like Neo Japanese traditional and it's like this really giant, beautiful crane and like a red sun with these kind of like Japanese style clouds in the background. It's fucking stunning. Love it. Can't wait. Yeah. We're almost there. We're almost there. Um, and that was... There's us. Our... That was kind of our hocus pocus focus, yeah. you guys, because because we got so much shit to do. Um, but that looks sick. But yeah, so uh, yeah, Jordan Schwartz at a uh, Noble Jackals. Um, uh, Noble Jackals. I don't want to. I wanted to say Howling Jackals for some reason. But yeah, uh, at Noble Jackals, check that uh, shop out if you're in the Austin area. And then Danny Boy at Landmark Tattoos. Um, fucking amazing human being. Great work. Super cool cat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Should I just do the damn thing? Should I shuffle the fuck up? Yeah, shuffle the fuck up, yeah. So open up your heart and your mind, babies, and receive the power of the dear. You know the cards don't lie, and I'm starting to feel it's right. All the attraction, the tension, don't you see, baby, this is perfection. Choose a card. Okay. It just flew out. 
Okay, so um, again, the deck that I'm reading from is by Melinda Lee Holm, uh, and it's The Elemental Power of Tarot. And Michelle pulled Four of Pentacles. Yeah, and which is, which is great, because I remember we spent some time on uh, Four of Pentacles when... Um, you know, when, when, when we started, um, you know, so for me, four of pentacles, uh, it again represents something tangible of this world that you could hold, touch, feel like take with you. Um, you know, I think like health job, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you know, about thinking about spending, um, investing wisely, but then also to like, not hoarding or like coveting and being stingy and, and greedy, you know, which mm-hmm. I, which can happen, especially too, when you start to see the early blossoms of, of some sort of success, there's like this fear that like prevents you from, from, from giving more towards your path and your creation. Um, totally. And like kind of taking that moment of just like being, you know, like, kind of reaping the benefits of the comfort that you've built and being like kind of grateful in that moment and like caring for it and like knowing that you can move forward right and give and be generous appreciate what you got yeah and don't just hold it because holding it is going to keep you put you know consider that like relationship that you have with like generosity and also and scarcity as well and just to kind of yeah, which is a real thing, scarcity. You know, especially like right fucking now. Like all yeah. like early COVID, especially when I lost my job, I was always pulling the fucking four of coins. Um Yeah. So let's listen to what Melinda Lee Holm has to say about the four of coins. Stability and elemental earth. Guidance. The ground under your feet is steady now, allowing you a much needed moment of rest. Stop and survey the land around you what you've built, and where you see room for improvements. Now is not the time to make big changes in your living or financial situation. Instead, use this time to take stock of which elements in your life make you feel grounded and at home. Again, gratitude. Once you have a clearer picture of what you want to expand on, you'll be able to move forward. Challenge. The security of this energy can be seductive. To avoid stagnancy and continue to grow and evolve, view it as a stopping point on the way and not a destination. This moment is only giving you a small taste of what the future can bring. Boom. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. I want to go boom, boom to spend the night together. From the into the room. So good. What a thrill. Banga boys, take us in. All right, Michelle, you want to kick it off? Tell Shall the people we? what they're doing. Tell the people what they're learning today. All right, y'all. Tell. So we're jumping. We're jumping into the major arcana now. So we did the elements. We figured out, you know, what the cups are, the swords, the pentacles, and the wands. We figured all that out. We got into the numerology. We did one through ten. And again, like the numbers just like repeat themselves. Um, and we'll kind of touch base on those again today. But the major arcana, right, is like they're the reason that people, you know, fall in love with 
tarot. Like you see the cards and those images, these like archetypal, you know, the Empress or the lover's card or the strength card. These are the kind of cards that you, you know, you think of when you think of tarot, you know? Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm strength or I'm the high priestess. Right. I think of when someone's like, oh, what's your favorite card? Like I, my favorite card is the high priestess. Like I would, I always think of her or, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, you know, strength comes up for me a lot. Like, of course, but I I don't, you know, I don't think you're like, oh, the, you know, the three of wands is my go-to. Like, it's, that's more of like a situational thing, something that's like a smaller part of life, something that like comes up. These are going to be like bigger moments, um, kind of your life, like your, these like transitions that we all kind of go through. We all you know, experience the either a lot of people and I'm going to kind of, I I don't know that it really matters, but I'll kind of do both. But, you know, people tell the story of tarot, like, you know, the fool's journey. No doubt tarot starts with the fool at zero. A lot of people will tell the story or the fool's journey as though the fool is needing each of these cards, each of the major yeah majors, you know, the 22. And it's like, Also, I kind of also can see it as this, like, these transformations. Like, you, you are the fool, but you also be, like, you're at zero and you're the fool, but then where do you land? Like, you know, when the fool jumps off the edge of the cliff, like, he lands as the magician. Now is his opportunity, I guess, like, yeah, we can just, like, get right into it. Um, And this is, you know. Wait, so what are your favorite major arcana cards? I'm sure everybody wants to know. um, The High Priestess is my favorite major my favorite favorite mage for for sure i think mine is like a toss-up i always like try to think of you know the two but the two are just so present and powerful for me but the devil and the star Mm. those are good which is good because the two are contrasting of each other in meaning Mm -hmm. and provide light and hope in their own way even though some people are like oh my god i got the devil i'm like no bitch chill the fuck out you're in control you're the one causing this suffrage and you can break your chains ho break the chains Mm -hmm. ho break the chains that's like yeah the facing that like shadow self too i i really love that um yeah yeah, let's get into it so he jumps off the cliff Becomes a magician. The the fool. So imagine we'll start with the fool because the fool is is zero. And think about I mean, let's think about the image, the image, first of all. Um, you know, I'm holding it up to breathe. This is gonna be the t- the rider weight deck. Um, but he you know, he or they are, you know, young, walking kind of chin up flower in the hand like no fucks given attitude tenacity yeah like just bold and you know there's the sun is kind of shining above and kind of like behind the folk i i kind of imagine it as this like blessing you know um for their journey uh kind of like you got this or if you think about it if you're like going away to college like you're a freshman totally. and you're moving into your dorms you're like woo what shit am i going to get up to 100%, you know there's so many moments like that where you're the fool like that that yeah that freshness or that like leap like that leap of faith that we all have to take at some point you know it's like 
there we all have those moments, whether it's starting college or like moving out or being born or taking a risk or creating something new, like creating being, being born. born, being born. <laughs> it's like you're starting at zero. Like, what are you yet? You know, um, you're this like pure yeah. energy uh, state where you can create anything. You know, it's this like new, fresh thing, kind of like that pause in between the inhale and the exhale like the possibilities are like endless what's going to happen next and then this this is where you're at you're you're at zero you're at step zero and you i like the image too (laughs) normally has like a little dog um at the fool's feet kind of like you know like encouraging this person like do it do it you know jump uh you got this and i've got you and also i like you know, I've got your back. Like, trust that when you jump off this, like, I wouldn't have you jump. Yeah, like, you're supported. supported. Yeah. Um, I kind of, like, see him as, like, a little spirit, spirit dog, spirit guide. Um, but we're all confronted all the time with moments like this. Like, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do next? And that's what zeros represent, you know, what is this transition what's what's coming so we can think about that too as like the well as is the numerology right it's just like zero starting at zero possibilities are endless at this point oh and i like to like mention too he's holding um kind of like a little you know like travel sack and imagine the sack is like kind of full full <laughs> full of all the tools that this the, that you that you've carried yeah. maybe in a past journey you know where you have all you have some things with you already that are going to be taken with you to your new experience. So it's like, what do you got in your little sack, you know, of where, yeah, yeah whatever, whatever that came from, like that's that's coming along along with you. So after the fool, uh, after zero, it transitions into the magician. I'll hold up the magician card. Magician is card number one. Magician, the magician, love this card too, and this is like I do too. I love, I love, I love the magician. The magician has very like you know similar but op- but similar but like opposing kind of forces as the high priestess. It's like a little bit more of the masculine energy, and I'll talk a little bit about like masculine and feminine and cards in tarot. It's not like gender, you know. It's like we all. Yes, it's something we all right. have. We, we all, all have a masculine, we all have the masculine we all have the side, we all have the, the feminine side. But this, this you know, fool drops down basically into existence into the magician card number one, like sort of like the root chakra, right? Like I am. It's like the I am moment. Like this is creation. And the magician is usually always red wearing robe. a red robe, red robe too. Chakra. So that, that root energy. Red robe. Red robe. Red robe. Red robe. <laughs> um yeah creation self-mastery this is like the power and like if you you know you look at the card and he's got like his little altar in front of him and he has all of the tools like that we already that we talked about already he's got the the pentacles the swords right and he's so he can use this like with the wand how do we use our energy you know or the or the pentacle how do we make that concrete uh, the cups on the table, on the altar, how, you know, this is the way that we receive and the sword. Um, like, how do we, how do we use our minds? Um, 
And all, also, like, with all of this together, it, it becomes manifested into the suit of pentacles, right? It's like the manifestation, the pentacles are, are the manifestation of it, of it all, of all forces. How are you going to create your life? And this is your conscious mind. Like, fool goes from zero to one into consciousness. And he raises his wand in the air and his um, hand below, kind of like, you know, up, so above and below. And he has the infinity um, over his head. Again, another sign for kind of like as above, mm -hmm. so below, but also, you know, like time and cycles and time being this like endless, endless Everything thing. Everything connected. This, yeah, total connection. Time is a flat what circle. Is time? So <laughs> this card number one, the magician, the self-creation, the I am statement. Then the fool, whether he has met the magician or he has like become, I am, I am, I am self. And think that's aces. Think of this as like, this is like the potential. This is the opportunity. This is the new beginning again, because it's a one. So then goes on to card number two, which is the high priestess. Woo, there she be. And she, unlike, you know, the magician, the conscious mind, the high priestess is the unconscious mind. So once you've made the connection, like I am, I am a person. Think about bat. Think about number two. Here comes partnership. Here comes duality. Here comes like the balance. And in the imagery of the card of the high priestess, she stands between these two pillars, you know, representing like the duality, the dark and light. And she sits in between them, you know? Um, yeah. She's, like you think of like twos again, totally. balance, you know, seeing things from both side of the coin. Yes. She, yeah, in like inner, this like inner knowing, um, it's more like soft. It's more feminine. It's like a listening instead of this, like, you know, more masculine version of creation of the magician, you know, she's this like inner intuition. Um, she's delivering message, you know, from the other side. Um, and we've all experienced like, you know, the high priestess, like, have you ever, you know, you know, felt something like inside of you that you spoke on, or maybe that you've, you know, given advice to a friend, um, like, or consoled a friend, like from the heart, like consoled somebody like through, you know, your inner map, your, like your feelings, um, you know, connected with an ancestor, like had a dream, um. This is all like coming from our creative feminine, the divine. And I think I'll read. I was going to read. I should. I Maybe I'll co come back to one and the fool later um, since I didn't do it yet. But And two, like I think of I I don't know if it is just just like me and, I, and like that femininity. But like two, like you'll see like pomegranates and stuff mm -hmm. sometimes on like, high priestess cards, and I think, like, anytime, like, I pull this card sometimes, too, like, sometimes, I, and it happens, too, with the Empress as well, but, like, if you're, like, trying to have a baby or some shit, you know, and you pull the high priestess, chances are, right, mama might right. be, like, what is this inner wisdom, what do you think, <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, yeah, what's going totally on that, with you, that girl? pomegranate signifying that like abundance and I mean love you know that inner yeah. softness 
I'll read the High Priestess from um, the Mesquite Tarot, um, since she's my fave, and Alicia Fitz is the best. Uh, so, intuition, mystery, sensuality. One of the most potent energies in the Arcanum. Arcanum. <laughs> the High Priestess inhabits the between, occupies a charged and uncontainable mysterious space. She is the electric tension between polarities, ever dynamic, the constant death and rebirth of each moment. She hints at deeper phases of understanding, the transcendent knowing that lives in the marrow of bones, the promotion of the inevitable, the inward awareness, and from that spark, a particular magic. Her perceptivity and potentiality float between the opaque and the transparent. She holds a duality of dark and light in clarity. Hers is the connection to the mysterious feminine within us all. Like the magician, she is spiritually tuned in. Her power looks to the internal, the watchful space of the inner world. Her binaries flow together. She integrates memories, dreams, and cycles into deep receptivity. Inner wisdom. Something to consider in this card, or if it's reversed, if that's how you, you flow, if that's how you read. You know, inner wisdom, or maybe like a disconnected intuition. Think about if you're disconnected from your third eye or your intuition. Um, think about if there's like some sort of manipulation going on. Like it's just the opposite of like the duality. So yeah, like shit you're not right. saying. What are you avoiding? What are you you know? Mm-hmm. Not listening to. So there's that archetype that is card number two and think of that like the two the balance and like that duality there we go on or the fool goes on uh to card number three which is the empress think about number three those like keywords there right are going to be like creativity uh groups and growth and i mean like everything in this card like signifies growth you know it's like yeah, she's right. knocked there's up a, yeah. most of the time. There's a ton. Like, I mean. Bitch is always yeah, knocked up. imagery points to natural growth. <laughs> like, the emp- she's, she's Mother Nature. She's, like, the god, a.k.a. the goddess of the earth. Um, and, yes, totally, a lot of the times, pregnant, uh, which is, like, is creation. That's, like, and in the imagery, too, it's, like, the two, there's, you know, water going into the same, um, you know, water kind of coming together flowing into a pool basically symbolizing both the feminine and the masculine energies and like creating something new you know like a baby maybe um but or just you know creation like at its finest um what else let's see so uh, if you can imagine you know just like the imagery of this you know woman this like you know maybe pregnant woman a lot often pregnant which is like beautiful garments on and like surrounded by plants and earth growing up around her there's a heart-shaped um like shield next to her she is literally like just sprouting heart-shaped from her also her crown often oh the pomegranates too a lot of the times you know she represents fertility abundance so do the pomegranates and they signify love as well and then there's sometimes a sheaf of corn, which represents fertility. Um, she often has 12 stars in her crown that represent the 12 signs of the zodiac or 12 hours of day and night. And she symbolizes the natural cycles of the year, 
with the time to seed, blossom, fruit, and decay. Um, the forest is a symbol of natural riches. And like I said, the water flowing into the pool is that symbol, like symbolic of those, this new um, creation. And I mean, it's just a really beautiful card. And think about that. Like so much create, so much creation in the three, so much creation mm-hmm. in the Empress in the Empress card. So she, and again, like sure, maybe like the mother, the mama of the deck, or like Mother Nature of the deck. Mother Nature. That's the three. So then we go to four. Which is, after the Empress, the Emperor. And here he is. Big, Big Daddy. Daddy. Sitting in his, like, stone, and very impressive, like, stone-carved throne. And, you know, he brings in the boundaries, the evenness in this place, you know, called Earth, where there are literal laws, but also spiritual laws. And we need this stability that the emperor offers us. Yeah. Discipline. And this is like where the structure and think about fours, you, you guys, structure, stability, manifestation. He's the fourth card. So structure sets in. We need to know how to exist. And it is sort of like the fatherly feel of the deck, but it's not like this is the dad card and like the mother, the empress isn't like the mom card but it is that that energy yeah uh, or if it's helpful this isn't all right. in the family if it y'all helps, if it helps <laughs> you remember but um right the fool is sort of transitioning through these cards their energies they go together they flow together and they depend on each other they like they work you know in unison um so the emperor on the no you know the number four he also, like, he he uses the energy of the Empress, you know, to build his empire. It's like he needs her to, be, to you know, for that, like, the stability and the nurturing and the growth and the love, right? To build the empire, to give structure and safety. But, like, for the people, for, for all, but, the, but they work together to do this. Similar to, like, the magician and the high priest, like, the high priestess. It's like they, their energies are... Like, are in duality, but but necessary yeah. for the other. Complementary, I guess. Um, oh, I was gonna. So this is from some some of the imagery from my first book that I ever got. So, right, he's wearing like rich clothing, heavy cloak covered um, over a suit of armor. So like super like hard you know hard and um masculine attire um the cloak concealing the armor suggests that the qualities of the emperor is power beneath which lies considerable strength available whenever necessary the jewel symbolizes material wealth and status and the orb he holds represents his rational understanding of the laws necessary for human to abide by he has symbols that um, of his masculine creativity and potency and you know his kind of whole vibe is just like it kind of conjures up like this impression of authority or power um, or like material wealth you know look at him 
Yeah. He's crushing, crushing it. it. And so, yeah. He kind of coming from the natural feminine softness of the empress, the fool comes across or becomes the emperor who compliments her absolutely by portraying like kind of quite the opposite characteristics. And so far, like what, so it's zero through four, so five cards total, we've kind of, you know, already have experienced these energies that just like exist within us, but they're, the, they're, they already have signifying the elemental energies in the world, right? So we have like the masculine, we have the feminine, we have like the creation, but we have like the inner guidance and like that listening. And then we also have the elements, literally, like in, in the magician, we have the earth and mm, yeah. swords or earth and air and water and fire. And then the fool as like ether. The fool is this like the ether. Yep. So that's where we're at kind of like halfway there well halfway there after we kind of had like all the elements whoa, whoa, all the elements are in there. play it all is like physical form and then we kind of step into the hierophant there he goes and here here comes the party pooper <laughs> i'm just <Yeah>. kidding <laughs> here comes the teacher womp womp seriously to fucking set you straight no fart jokes here people no fart jokes so this is like (laughs) new level new devil type thing like you know you're in this point of your life and you you know maybe you get you all you ever wanted was to like run your own business and then you finally get there and you're like well this is what I thought I wanted but now I want more or you know, and like we have to learn those lessons. We have to get to a certain spot to realize that we want something else. And the hierophant like brings us through those things. You know, um, they they lead us kind of, and they teach us those those the lessons along the way. Um, and however, the like with the hierophant, like not only is he teaching the lessons, but he, I think it's like teaching you how to do things from a space of ethics. Totally. The two pillars with him as well. Um, you know, symbolic of like the duality. Yeah. Like if you're like, Ooh, I could just launder this money. And then the Hierophant's like, right. nah, dog, there's another way that you can make this successful by doing totally. it the right way. The keys at the bottom, the that keys was at extreme. the bottom, like it's, <laughs> You know, they're crossed at the foot of his throne. And those stand for, like, the knowledge of good and evil. So exactly what you're saying. It's like, you can, you know, you're going to learn those lessons. But, like, beneath you is, like, this good and evil. And um, there's an audience, too, at his feet, right? There's normally, like, two, I don't know if they're, like, priests, priest things or whatever. But they're, you know, you're kind of, like, guiding, you know, at this point. You can, I'll, I'll read, let's read the hierophant from... I also like to like have you like do the right thing that's just kind of like for me what I've embodied the the motto for Mm -hmm. this card also a really great movie (laughs) also (laughs) okay Alicia Fitz learning ritual wisdom sometimes working within boundaries or within a larger structure can provide instruction and support the hierophant is above all a teacher 
and escort into the esoteric, a modality of knowledge or wisdom. The person who walks with you into a space of knowing. Consider who or what fills that role in your life. Who is learning from you, taking in your words, your actions? What structures can you what structures can offer you the support you need to better learn? Transitions, rituals, and ceremony create methods to bring the realities of the inner world into the physical. Ritual can be a way to let go of feelings that aren't doing us any good, or can take a moment to enjoy and notice those that are. Honor the heritage of insight, those who have come before, celebrate wisdom. Listen first to the teacher within. Find or create tradition that feels meaningful to you. So, again, this is God, she's this is good. Here I'm like fucking like ghetto fabulous over here and Alicia Alicia Fitz is just oh, like she's so poetic, poetic as fuck. Love, love um and this too is this like the five, right? It's like change some sort of maybe conflict or instability and here is where the ritual comes in. Here is where we get the opportunity to like take some and leave some. Like what do I want, you know, what can, what am I learning? What am I doing? Who can I who can I teach? Who can teach me? Taking that moment to like learn something. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Sit down and learn something. something. So after the hierophant card number five, we step into the lovers card number six, the lovers. And right, number six, as we know from last episode, are kind of like this harmony, (laughs) this communication, uh, cooperation, obviously love is happening here, unity, choice. And, I mean, there's two, you know, naked female, male here. There is an angel kind of like above them, like maybe like pushing them together a little bit. Um, it is definitely like the scene would appear to be Adam and Eve. Um, and behind the man, um, stands a tree of life bearing 12 fruits, one for each of the Zodiac. And while behind the woman, um, stands the tree of knowledge, knowledge, um, hi. And, and those which hang, uh, five fruits representing the five senses. So... You know, this card isn't just about relationships. It is about, like, unity and this, like, harmony overall. This, like, ongoing practice that is love. Like, and falling in, like, kind of just, like, love in general. Like, loving love, you know? Um, Yeah. What have I... I love love. I love love. But yeah, just like partnerships, the relationship you have to love in general. Um, Compasio. Yeah, I am like, yeah, and Brie, your birth, your life number uh, is the lover's card number is the six. Car- is this, yeah. Which makes sense. I am somebody like, I very much like, I love people. And I'm also very, I love very, very, very hard. And I dedicate myself to to service yeah. like i i want you know and, and and harmony within let's read it i'll read it you know let's the world the poem. yeah yeah read it, read it, read it, read it. this is a praise number you might have heard that love is a choice that sometimes makes people bristle what beauty though 
this willful connecting of the separate. The lovers is about reception, an eye-opening in the soul rather than an object chosen. Recognize love as an action, an ongoing practice. It's an entwining that cannot be forced. Its intense movement coils gently, requires patience, dedication. Real love, not only in romance, is about coming together. Sometimes it's interlacing seemingly opposite beliefs. Sometimes it's the joining of people or connecting to a larger knowledge or letting go of fear, not foolishly, but with open eyes and a generous heart. This card reminds us that both love and choice often pair with sacrifice. It might be a moment to ask yourself, what is worth connecting? The lover's card. I like that she said that love, think of love as like an action because like, you've, like so many people, like I've heard Brene Brown say it and lots of other people when they're talking about love, but like love, think of love as like an action. So like as a verb mm-hmm. rather than just solely a feeling. Cause I think it, it's like very early, like conceptional stage. It's a feeling then it's a choice, and then it's an action. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's how the cycle goes. Yeah. I'd like to mention, too, that there is, in the imagery of in most of the Rider weight cards, there is, like, a mountain, you know, in, in between them. And it's just kind of, like, this, like, symbolic kind of thing of what we're talking about is, like, you know, there's work that needs to be done. It's, like, love is a practice and you have to kind of it's not just one like most of the time this is this unity and it's going to be work and we have to kind of meet one another at you got to climb the mountain and you got to meet somewhere in the middle and you know there's also you know important choices to be made at the bottom of the mountain before climbing up all the way to the top and there's you know real yeah you gotta have a plan there's realizations (laughs) that come along with that but um yeah, doing that work every day and is 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 the message there of the love card and of number six, uh, communication, cooperation, and love. And so think of it as, you know, we just like are kind of going through. We'll kind of just do a recap since we're like kind of halfway there. You know, we you know we started at zero at the full, kind of stepping into the unknown at whatever that may be in your life. Uh, let's say it's you know baby birth birth time, and then you you step in. You, you become, you become the creator, the creator of your own life, the magician. Like you can, you have the tools, you, you know, not only did you have your little sack of the fool that the fool has already, you have now all the elements, the infinity above your head and that, that power of creation, um, that opportunity. And then you step into, uh, number two, the duality, uh, which, and the, just the, 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 sorry, rewind, stepping into the magician, which is the conscious, you know, conscious, I understand, I am, to number two, that unconscious, listening to that inner wisdom of the high priestess, knowing that there's this, like, duality between both and that you can see clearly through, you know, through that. Um, And then number three, kind of like, okay, well, now I can create, like, I am, I can feel, you know, I am, I am the magician and then I feel things. I'm able to recognize, you know, kind of internal, um, that's high priestess. And now it's time to like create and, um, you know, let growth happen. 
the empress. We step from there into the emperor. Okay, well, now that I like have all of this, you know, basically cultivation and creation that I know I can manifest, I need some like stability and boundaries here, like some laws to like Mm -hmm. kind of like get me through and like let's be realistic about this shit. Like there's got to be this year and this year and we got to have structure and this is how it's going to work. You got to have stability and you got to start manifesting. Okay, well, fuck, I just, you know, now, like, so so much is happening, and I've learned all these lessons. Like, I thought I was setting down the grounds. I thought, but I was, whether you're, who knows, whether you're overly full of cups or overly full of swords or whatever it is that you're doing in that structure, you're going to learn something. The ritual, you know, the wisdom is going to show itself for you. The hierophant is going to be there. You're going to, there's going to be, you know, some sort of difficulty or conflict that, Guidance, yeah, that's yeah. some sort of instability that's like, look like you know little devil on your shoulder like you got to do this and then like the little angel on your shoulder being like i think you should do this like you're gonna have that moment it's a challenge challenge and you're gonna learn a lesson from it and that's where the hierophant steps in and that's where you you know become wiser and that's where you change and whatever halfway through and then maybe things fall apart a little bit for you or whatever happens happens you learn something and then here comes the sixth this like once again let's like bring back in the harmony let's bring back in like the the um the partnership whether that's with self or with others it's like that communication that cooperation going on in the six so that was the lovers after the lovers comes number seven and that's the chariot chair bear chair bear so if you can imagine the chariot um, you know, it, it looks like a pretty strong figure there in the center and a, a little bit like the, you know, there's the Sphinx, um, love this deck right, reflecting like an opposite, you know, nature, like on both sides, like in the, you know, kind of like they're both different colors. So it's like this or that, um, the four pillars stand for the four elements in this image and, the chariot is a vehicle of battle. You know, it, it seems kind of appropriate to connect this card with some sort of, like, the, the god of war or something. Like, they are going at yeah. something. So it's like you love. And then there's also, you know, the war card. Like, there's this, like, other side of, um, you know, you've struggled with, like, the complexities of love. You understand how, like, complex that is. And now you're ready for, like, the next level. Like, you're ready for – I'm not I'm not saying, like, a literal war. But you know what I mean? Like, you're you're now ready to encounter something like that. This, you're prepared and you're ready for challenge. Right, this next trial of, like, youth. Um, this card is also associated with Capricorns. There you go. Y'all feel me? Totally. And think about it as, like, you know, think about the contrast of this card – and the lovers, like the lovers, it's like the figures are like naked and unprotected. You know, they're just like, hello, like and super chill about it, like in this beautiful like scenery like this one, this, you know, image like they're all in this like shiny armor, you know, upright in this. And they're in like, this let's go. Yeah. They're in this vehicle and they're they're ready. They're ready to ready to go. Um. To move like there's movement in this card ready to move forward they're also it's like they are ready to just give up the control aspect of it all and allow their inner self kind of to be the guide 
And so this is where in the journey that you kind of begin to trust in the universe and you kind of know like what you're putting out is like coming back. Remember that seven is like this reflection or like this assessment, this knowledge. Yeah, like you've gained the knowledge. So now it's like, you know, there you have Use this it. willpower, this self-assertion, so to say. This. I also like to think of, I mean, it depends on like what cards are like hanging out with the chariot. But I'm also like to think of just depending again how the spread and how the cards lay out is sometimes like it comes up as like stay the course, stay steady and strong on this course. Do not go astray. Don't make a U-turn. Mm. Just fucking keep riding dirty as fuck. Right. Keep it going. Like yeah. you have the stamina. Like keep it fucking going. Um, know where you're headed. Go with intention and use it. Use the momentum. You know, maybe you've like overcome some serious difficulty to be where you're at right now so you know the chariot is decisive they're like firm in action um yeah this is my life my life number is the chariot so which surprises me a little bit but i also i i i can i can definitely real like just seven in general is kind of my has always been my number and for it to be like a reflection number and also like a knowledge number but also this like movement um, it's a nice balance really for my, like, I feel like my, like, and you talk about it all the time too. Like even like our conversation yesterday, like just do it, just fucking go, right. just do it. Like you literally, like everything is ready for you. Just fucking ride. Yeah. I love Yeah. Like, and like, th I, I think it's like the seed, even like seeds, then roots, like my artist name is very much like a lot of what I talk about and even in the beginning of this episode, like, you know, you just have to start. Like, I just started and had no clue and thought I'd never know anything. And now I'm, I read cards, you know, all the time. I don't need to look at a book. Like, it's, it becomes, you know, pattern. It becomes, it, it becomes one of your tools. And it's like, just do it. Yeah. And like, for other artists out there, even like, when I started, and it's, it, it's that, um, that new level, new devil mentality of, uh, the Hierophant. It's like, you know, there was a point where I was, you know, like, ma you know, and I thought that was amazing. I was making rings, you know, at and selling them at the, the boutique that Brie worked at in Boulder, you know, like, what, 10, you know. I have one like still. eight years ago, nine years ago or something. And, you know, I thought that was really cool. And then I started making cards and I sold those at a boutique and I thought that was really cool. And then I was like, well oh my God, if I could just do markets in Austin, like that's all I want to do. And it's like, okay, well then I did markets in Austin. Like, and now I, you know, it's like, you're always going to, if you can like, just start because I was like, I'm not ready to do markets. I'm not ready to have a studio. I'm not ready to sell my work online. I'm not ready to do commission work. It's like, there's always a fuck, there's a million reasons why you shouldn't do it. But like, if you don't, if you don't like, and it's all going to be shitty. It's all going to suck right when you start just like our just Always. just like us right now. No, just kidding. But like for real, like just like our first couple episodes. But no, but it's true. It's true. Like I think about teaching. Like I was like, I'm going to teach just like so-and-so. My first class. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God, right? Like I've definitely. Such shit. I definitely said this before. But whatever. I did it. On this podcast probably. But it's like <laughs> when I run into somebody and they're like, oh my God, like I bought you know, I have your work at my house and I'm like, oh my God, cool. Really? They're like, yeah, I got it from you, you know, in like 2017 at like a mart. Remember one of the juice land markets? And I'm like, oh my God, how embarrassing. 
burn it. Take that off your wall. Like, please don't tell anybody I did that. Like, if you're telling, like, oh my God, is it a collage? Blah. Like, I'm embarrassed of the work that I was putting out, which is like, is great. Like, I'm glad I kept going, you know? Yeah, um, same. So, yeah, keep going and going. just can't stop one stop. yeah and this is also you know kind of as we this is perfect for uh the eights because think about what the eight you know meant and it was mastery kind of action accomplishment and the eight in tarot is strength what comes after the chariot is strength Strength. this is you know the image where um you know there's like a a woman holding a lion's mouth, um, like kind of taming a lion. And she also has the infinity above her head. So as above, so below and kind of that like infinite wisdom, this never ending cycle. Um, you know, there's. Your strength is infinite. Yeah, there's like a castle off in the distance. Um, she is this, the image here is like, it doesn't look, you know, she's not being aggressive with this lion. She's not like, it, everything about it is so calm and is so um, tame. And I will just read this because I like I basically just say this pretty much anyway in my own words, but it's it's very beautiful from Alicia. So, um, but compassion, force, and soft control, real strength can have a gentle voice, a soft touch, in the same way that water carves stone smooth, grooves out deep canyons slowly, gracefully. Strength is a reminder that courage doesn't always look tough and intimidating. It doesn't have to be quick, reckless, or harsh. Power lives in compassion, traces deep to tenderness, patience, and calm. The confidence of strength demands no assurance. Peace collects deep from within, no need to prove rightness. The well is still and deep, filled with a quiet force. This flex of restraint, a brave welcoming, a reminder that true power exists in soft taming, in understanding. Mm. so this is the action like this it like the strength this mastery like there is so much mastery in like compassion and an understanding and like that's what true strength is um and now empathy right? compassion and it's like going from the like now that we you know we did the you know lovers thing well first like we had the change and everything uh, or the lesson learned, and then we kind of got back together, Harmony, that lover's card. Then, you know, we um, stepped into the chariot, which it's like we're ready to move forward um, to kind of like, you know, give up our control, allow our inner selves to be our guide. And now here comes that like mastery and action of the eight. And, um, you know, this, this real accomplishment that – now that we've like understood now that we understand what the what the chariot has told us our body becomes the vehicle and we are like physically empowered also like physically and just empowered physically and just have the strength within us to do you know whatever true strength needs us to do where we're at now in the in the line and we're getting really close to, you know, the the numbers go up to 10. Like, well, they basically go up to 9 and then they restart right at 10 because 10 is 1 and that 
is just like a complete 10 is like the completion and it's the end of the cycle and the renewal. Mm-hmm. Um, so after strength, card number eight, we come to card number nine and this is the hermit. Member nines are like this fruition, this attainment, this like fulfillment. So this is where we deal with our shadows. Like we've stepped, like we've connected, we've learned so much along this journey that that we've taken thus far. And we've, you know, begun to like master that action of like understanding and strength. But like. It's kind of right that cycle is that infinity sign is over our her head and what we're moving into is that this the shadow work we like look into the dark parts of ourselves like we start to go really within and we we need to like shine you know use that strength use that understanding of others now that we can you know when you're like understanding of others you can understand yourself as well and you're shining that light now on to like you know the dark parts that scare you about yourself and that light that you gather from within this is where the cycle restarts and this is what's really cool about like I feel like my purpose or our purpose here at at Healing House is like the hermit goes within because they have to this is like the stage that you everyone just comes to a point where they have to go within and like face their you know their demons or their devils or their shadows and in that every day baby (laughs) in that there's like this mental breakdown but in that there this, (laughs) this mental breakdown leads you to like i mean hopefully and that's why you know it's so sad like when you see someone that's really struggling with like you know some like any clinical term like depression or like anxiety or like whatever or if someone you know just hasn't like they can't they're not stable enough to like have a home over their head even like they're they're haven't been able to like find that thing that that lit, like shine that light of on the fear and I guess I'm not I guess I'm just like maybe spewing out too much uh, or like maybe no I get what you're saying for, I, so I for guess example, it's just not like, I guess what I'm saying was it was very very broad like there's no way you can say that like yeah. someone who that's not I guess what I'm saying is I didn't mean I don't mean that like for yeah. every person like if you don't do the dark work like you're not gonna be stable but there's just like a moment I think you need to at least fucking recognize it you have to recognize it and you have to use it like this is what the hermit does is they use their light from within and this is kind of where the the shift happens this like attainment of it or this the fulfillment actually comes from showing other people to show other people the light how did you use like how did you fucking get through that how did you get through your own shit and how can that help somebody else yeah, absolutely. And I, I kind of had like a weird thing like that happen with me during quarantine is because I got laid off and I had a mental breakdown, mm-hmm. but I understood the dark side is like I made something my identity that wasn't my identity mm-hmm. and therefore I fucking lost myself. 
you know, like, and I, I was, and I was in like presently still losing myself within that moment, you know, like, and even though I didn't want what happened to me happened to me in 2020, I'm so fucking grateful it did because it shined, shown that light on who the fuck I am and how I never want to lose that mm-hmm. or give it to, to somebody else or let something else redefine my light. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's like finding that. I'll read, I'll read, I'll read Alicia's stuff too again because I think it's helpful for everybody. Um, give you guys taste of her magic um but this introspection the solitude of this guidance solitude is ultimately about coming together uniting the parts of our being that become scattered or disconnected weaving loose threads connect collecting tired bones the hermit creates a space where solitude is enriching rather than disconnecting they choose their withdrawal not a loneliness but a purposeful recovery of truth and silence a stillness a stillness in which they see clearly. The hermit seeks answers. They hold a container for this clarity, this light, a simple jar sitting on a shelf gathering dust, now illuminated from within. The hermit questions, examines, asks, what distractions might fall away if you were to connect with that still light inside? What guidance might silence offer you? So this introspection where you get to go in and discover you know like fruitful you know full fruition what it is that needs to be seen and think about if you know this comes up in a reading where it seems you know maybe like there like there is you know isolation instead of introspection or if there's like a distraction Mm. that's keeping you from looking at the things that are scaring you about yourself Am I not doing the work? Am I because I, you know, I can't or I don't want to or whatever. But like once you do, you you will be fulfilled because you will be able to show someone else the way because someone else has gone through some similar shit. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. You're you're never alone in your suffrage. There is somebody who's somebody out there who is there with you. So this is where you are at the nine. After the nine, and we're just going to go up to ten, um, so you guys can, like, absorb this, and then we'll, you know, move move past um, the Wheel of Fortune, which is, which is ten. Um, Love the Wheel of Fortune. The Wheel of Fortune. Here it is. Um, so good. I guess I, sh- I haven't really been reading the explanations. I hope that if you guys are listening, I hope that maybe you can, you know, grab your cards or look or just Google them. Google the images or what they look like or whatever. If I'm not doing a very good um, job at explaining it. But the Wheel of Fortune, you know, it's a wheel. That's what it... <laughs> That's what it... Uh, it's it's a, wheel. a wheel. I was trying to find it in my... I thought I had them marked in here, but my my postcards, my sticky notes were flying all over the place. Um, so again, like, right, this is the completion, 10 completion end of a cycle the renewal so like the wheel of fortune like it spins and it's just like now at this point we can make decisions based on a higher level of consciousness and knowing what we've gained from the nine from the hermit you know 
how can this serve, you know, a bigger picture? Maybe it's your community. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's like a cause, whatever it is. This is the new, another new chapter. Um, like a new chapter is starting. A new run of luck is, you know, commencing. You are now at the 10. You are more aware of your own power over your destiny. And the clearer things will appear, you know, from this point forward. Um, I will note, since I have this here, um, how the, what it, there's, there's a lot of imagery going on and there's like four, um, like winged, like deities or gods, like in the corners of this card. Yeah. They're like Egyptian yes. Sphinx style. Yes. The yeah. snake represents the Egyptian god of evil. So who is supposed to have brought death Bree. to the world? Just kidding. Yeah, Breeze in the corner. <laughs> and then I think it's Ostride, Um, and that's the Sphinx, and that symbolizes resurrection and life emerging, you know, triumph over death. The creature in the four corners of the card oh, are the four the four fixed signs of the zodiac. Aquarius, Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio, which also stand for the four elements Earth air fire water so we see what's happening here this they're all in the sign for 10 and they're all in the sign for one because they're like essentially the same it's like they're starting over the cycle um yeah super cool super cool um and this is where we kind of you know again completion end of the cycle the renewal this is what the wheel of fortune represents this is card number 10 after we have like done you know some inner some inner work of the of the hermit after we've like gone inside just a bit gone inside movement cycles change you know flow maybe and this just kind of it's just like that reminder you know like the wheel is ever moving. It's ever, you know, there's constant ebb and flows and like waxing the wanting of like all of our lives. There's so much joy and there's bliss. And then there's so much like sadness and tragedy, but the wheel is never still. It's always, always turning. And like, and for, and you know, fortunately so for all of us, because when we're feeling low, it's hard to like, remember, you know, the sun on your chest. Um, it's hard to remember, the sun on your chest when I always say this, but it's hard to remember the sun on your chest when you're scraping fucking ice off your windshield. Like, yeah, but the wheel will keep on turning. And that's like, you know, I love what she writes here. The binaries of joy and despair of day and night of young and old are different phases of the same moon. Winter becomes spring, becomes summer, becomes fall and on and on and on. And so on. we'll like, we'll always end up, you know, back um to wherever that is and that wraps up do you do we want to guess do we know what card number 11 is do you guys know what card number 11 is it's justice and if we just when we'll you know we'll talk more about that next next week but again this is going to be like another opportunity you know some something where potential pops up um equilibrium out of balance or outer balance a lot about balance and justice and that's your sneak peek 
And that's your sneak peek. That's your sneak peek. Yes. Oh my gosh, Mitch. Thanks. Always just I love watching Thanks you for listening. via my tiny little screen. Little screen. Um spew your knowledge and grace and wisdom and it's just fun. I love ah, this fun. stuff is just so exciting. Again, kind of like I was saying about teacher training, it's like yeah, you know this stuff, but then when you hear somebody else do it, it's like you learn even more. You know what I mean? Um, so if you guys, you know, obviously like this type of content, once we develop the course will be obviously available to the coven, uh, get a head start on it. Uh, join for 1333 a month. Uh, the link is in our Instagram bio, or you can email us at healinghousepodcast.com. Um, or, or I meant go to our website, healinghousepodcast.com and you can join the coven that way. Um, but seriously, the biggest, biggest thing that you could do for us is just tell a friend about the podcast. Words are spells. Tell us about them. Words are spells. Tell them how fucking, yes, tell them how fucking crazy we are. You know, if, if we do anything for you, um, you know, just like how this has helped you because we want to spread it like wildfire. Um, and then rate, review, subscribe on Apple and Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Um, this will probably come out. What's the date today? The seventh. It'll probably come out. I think after the new moon circle, um, or like that literal day. Um, but just know that we're going to have a full moon circle, uh, full moon yoga night with a guest teacher, Hetty, the Zilla and Manila hall, um, one of actually the, the, the woman who taught me how to teach sculpt and to become the, have the cadence and the, uh, finesse that I have within my instruction. Um, yeah. she's, she's on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we love you all. Um, we hope this helped and fucking stay funky, stay fresh and remember your magic, your magic bitch. Um, love you guys. Peace out. <gasps> One deep breath. <laughs>